All right, guys, it's Trap Thursday, so you know what that means. we got to figure out who could potentially be in a really good matchup that doesn't go their way. Or maybe who could be in a matchup where people are counting them out. Georgia Tech, I'm looking at you, against Ole Miss. And, you know, they end up pulling out the win. There's a lot of great games happening for week three. We've got Alec Don Alex Dono in the building to give us the scoop. We're going to get started here. Let's do it. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thanks for joining me once again. We have a special guest here on our Thursday episode. We've got Alex Dono from Locked on Canes here to join us. I know my Canes fans are going to be super excited. One, because you are the man around South Florida. But more than that, you bring all the great knowledge and they love you wherever they are. I promise you, I get nothing but rave reviews about the Canes podcast. So, so happy to have you, Alex. Welcome to the show. Oh, it's my pleasure, and this is this is a great week to be on. Uh, you know, Miami's got their biggest non-conference game coming up, as as all of your viewers and listeners know. So, yeah, Miami at Texas A and M. I've I've got all the feels. I've got all the anxiety. I've got all the excitement. I just can't wait for Saturday. A hundred percent. So before we get into week three, you know, this season has certainly been one where people assume certain teams would do better than others, but Miami has definitely made the case for why they are considered to be quote unquote back. But more than that, just being the team that we're sort of used to seeing in, in terms of performances and getting wins that you're supposed to win and then being able and ready, you know, for most sake for, you know, challenges. What are you thinking about the season with the Hurricanes so far? Yeah, I mean, so so far, um, you know, they, they haven't faced the top competition yet. So obviously you can only jump to so many conclusions when you've beaten the likes of Bethune-Cookman and Southern Miss. But you can see the attended detail has been really extreme from Mario Cristobal and his coaching staff compared to, you know, some of the uh, some of the recent coaches that have been around. Um, you know, they really they grind about as hard as they possibly can out there on green tree practice fields and sweltering south florida sun and i think really you've seen a difference uh miami's special teams had been really good um you know at anything from the kicking game where they've been perfect so far the punting game which was very good southern miss they didn't punt against bethune cookman but against southern miss very good and the return game it's been solid you haven't seen any special teams mistakes um i think candace the defense again the opponents had not been top, so I, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Miami's defense has been tackling better than they were last year when they were the worst tackling team in the country. Uh, I think we're seeing progress from the linebacker core, which is coached by Star Charlie Strong this year. Um, the defensive secondary has been kind of hit or miss, and that's really something I uh, I wonder how much is going to be tested against Texas A&M. The defensive line looks really good, and with the offense, I think the word of the month so far in September has been vanilla. They just haven't shown a whole lot. And so I don't know how much they're going to open. I expect they're going to open up the playbook against the Aggies in a way that they haven't done so far. But Tyler Van Dyke has not been asked to do a whole lot. Um, you know, he was basically flawless against Bethune Cookman. He had some first half flaws against Southern Miss. So I think he's got to play better. They haven't really attacked too much downfield in the, in the passing game. The focus has really been, 
on the running game. And that's somewhere that Miami's been excellent. And you could make an argument that Henry Parrish, uh, Miami's running back who transferred in this year from Ole Miss, you could argue he's you know been one of uh, the guys who's been a candidate to be MVP so far. He's had 100-plus yards and a high yard per carry in both games so far. So the running attack has been really good. Yeah, absolutely. Now, listen, we all know that trap games or games that we sort of feel like there could be some issues coming up or teams are going to have to prove big and step up in big ways. In Miami, this is their first opportunity. They're going to be playing a Texas A&M team that's pretty pissed off, right? There is currently the edge for Miami to win this game, but Jimbo and the boys, I feel like, are going to be more prepared than ever to go in and win a big one. When you look at this matchup and you just see who the teams are brand-wise and what they've built and, you know, having Crystal Ball being his first year, Jimbo, who's more of a veteran at the head coach position, how confident are you in these Hurricanes? Um, I, I, I'm, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. I'm not all that confident because, like you said it, I mean, Texas A&M, they just had their trap game last week. So they're going to be focused 1,000% on Miami. And, you know, I just um, – and obviously I talk to Hurricanes fans every single day on Locked on Canes, and I get concerned that a few of you may be getting a little cocky heading into this matchup because they just lost to Appalachian State. And Appalachian State, is, as you know very well, yeah. uh, they're really yeah. good and really well coached every single year. They, they gave Miami trouble last year. Miami barely beat Appalachian State a year ago. So um, I know that Texas A&M is going to want to bounce back with vengeance. Um, you know, they did lose at home last week, but this week it's a, you know, 8 o'clock p.m. local time, 9 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be late at night. The 12th man is going to be rocking. And I think in a lot of areas, um, you know, I think Miami can match up pretty well because I do think they're well coached and well quarterbacked. I, I feel more comfortable about Miami with Tyler Van Dyke than I would be Texas A&M with with Haynes King or with Max Johnson or with Connor Wigman, whoever gets playing time there. But outside a quarterback, um, the Aggies have, I think, more depth, uh, more size and strength at the line of scrimmage. And I think that's where this game's going to be won and lost. Uh, yeah, because, love- you know, I know Miami's offensive line. So- yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I love a battle in the trenches, and I was going to say I really agree with you. I think it's going to come down to that because the skill players are going to probably offset each other, but that trenches matchup is going to be tough. Yeah, and that's where I'm not sure Miami has an edge, especially on the offensive line. I think they're very well coached because anytime you have you know Mario Cristobal and Alex Mirabal tag teaming, coaching an offensive line, but you know at the same time, it's you know the, the same players who struggled – uh, in pass protection and in run blocking last year, there's not a whole lot of new faces on the offensive line. So I think they're going to meet their match. And I, I think this is going to be a close game and it may come down to the final couple possessions. Ooh, I, I like a very sane Canes person because it's very rare that I get to talk to someone who doesn't have the balloon ass uh, head in terms of the Canes being back and you just wait and all the things. So I like that we get to talk to you, but I understand the cockiness because a lot of people feel like if you listen to yesterday's show, AJ only put you guys at number five when it comes to total um, conference rankings and, you know, people were in their feels about that. And I do think Miami is certainly a good team, but number five, people were already ready, like how in the world. So just, just know Canes fans are feeling all the excitement, but maybe too much, who knows going into the matchup on Saturday night, but there's other games that are trapped, right? There are other matchups that we have here in the ACC that may be, you know, potentially challenging for some of our squads. One for me would be Texas tech and NC state. You know, you've seen the Texas tech teams with Taj Brooks, 
Miles Price offensively. You know, they're kind of firing on all cylinders. And you also look at this NC State team who's had a Devin Leary step up, step up put up 55 beans, Charleston Southern, but they haven't necessarily had that crazy matchup. ECU was close, but it's week one. We'll give it to them. This week three one, it kind of feels like the Mississippi State game where they had to go to Mississippi State. Luckily, this is at home for them. But it's a team where they're not the greatest. They're not Alabama-esque, but they're still going to be a really good team, and you're going to have to play them well. And it's, it'll say more about your program if, you can, if you're able to pull off this win. When you look at these two matched up together, what do you feel, how confident do you feel in NC State to pull off this win, or is it a trap game for them? I think it's definitely a trap game. Um, I, I would pick NC State to win the game because I do feel that they're the better team and they are at home. At the same time, it's like – We've, we've kind of done these ebbs and flows with NC State. It's the same way that I say I don't read too much into Miami as yet because of who they faced. With NC State, it's like beating up Charleston Southern doesn't automatically make everything right, right? This is like, you know, after after struggling against ECU, they took care of business and they looked good doing it against Charleston Southern, but that doesn't really teach me anything, okay? So <laughs> this is going to be a big-time matchup. I think the fact that NC State is at home – you know, because some of the other trap games we're going to talk about are ACC teams on the road. But I think the fact, yeah. fact that NC State is at home, uh, I rate Devin Leary very highly. I rate NC State's defense pretty highly. I think one area potentially of concern is that really, to me, one of the strengths of Texas Tech is their defensive secondary. So I don't know if this is going to be like – and if Leary does go out there and like – throw 300 400 yards I'm very impressed because I think this is a tough matchup with the defensive secondary for him so that might be a place where this game may not end up being super high scoring Uh, I I think I think NC State will win but this is one of those games that I look at and we've a lot this past Saturday Candice because seeing what happened in Notre Dame against Marshall you know seeing what happened to Texas A&M against uh against uh, Appalachian State, it, we kind of have this mentality now, anything can happen on any given Saturday. So this is definitely yeah. one of the ones I'm looking at. Yeah, and I think this is going to be a huge game for Devin Carter, their wide receiver at NC State. He's going to have to have, you know, he's able to make some of these incredible, you know, catches, but then sometimes he makes catches, he misses catches that you're like, this is right there for you. You got to pick up in a big way. Jordan Houston, their running back, is going to have to give us a Bam Knight type energy or Ricky Persons part two. Like, we're going to have to see him step up in big ways. And, you know, defensively, can they all stay healthy? We all know Peyton Wilson is the guy, has been the guy, but if he's down, can Isaiah Moore, you know, step into to the you know conversation can you also have guys um his name is missing me his, his brother is on the team and i see his face and i see the mohawk right now but i can't call it and that's okay but when it comes to me at the end of the show i'm gonna be very upset however i will say that that linebacking core is really good and i just hope nc stays up pulled out because they're my team i'm not gonna hold you alex they're my team that's gonna win the acc i think they're going to do it because they have all the guys and the pieces I just need them to win this game to reassure me and confirm that that's going to happen. Because right now I'm a little nervous. Can't lie to you. <laughs> I got you. Well, I actually, I have them, uh, I think, number three in my conference power okay. ranking. I do have Clemson one, Miami two, and I've, I've got NC State right behind there at three. 
Good enough. Well, we're going to talk more about some of these trap games here for Thursday, but we want to remind you guys that betonline.net is the number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week matchups. And then we're getting into week three, so you already feel like your betting should be in a good spot. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports, including MLB, which is getting ready for those playoffs, MMA, boxing, and golf, is right now at the betonline.net website where you can use the website on your desktop or mobile device to learn more about the trends in action betonline is where the game starts so we're rocking and rolling here with alex dotto of locked on canes podcast he hosts each and every day he has all at least a thousand shows a week so you guys can never miss any of that miami content and he makes sure that you are all set there so please check him out but we are talking about trap game thursday we mentioned Miami and Texas a and we talked about NC State and Texas Tech, but I will let you start. Are there any games for you when you're looking at this list? Because I have a couple more, but just in case, I want to give you the floor. Are there any games for you that really make you say, listen, ACC got to step up in a big way? Well, I'm chomping at the bit to see what happens between Pitt and Western Michigan, right? I mean, that that one's almost too – like, it's so obvious of a trap game <laughs> – that maybe Pittsburgh will just go in there and blow them out, right? Because, I mean, the recipe is there. Western Michigan just upset them last year in Pittsburgh. Um, You know, Pittsburgh, uh, I'm not sure the status today of Slovis, if he's going to be back or not. Um, You know, Pittsburgh's defense has looked leaky. Uh, They're up in Kalamazoo for this one. So it's like the recipe is there. And Pittsburgh is a huge huge favorite in this game they're a 10 favorite in this one so this is one of those where like i'm kind of expecting uh western michigan to cover but maybe not win the game outright but really make pittsburgh sweat but it's like you can't lose to western michigan two seasons in a row can you but i'm definitely looking at this one as a trap game yeah, absolutely. And I'm hoping that if, you know, Slovis can't go, then Nick Patty with, you know, his one and a half legs that we'll call it is able to step up and at least get it done, be a great game manager, right? I think it's in terms of just missing Jordan Addison, I think we saw in last week's game that was probably starting to feel the effects, but you still have Jared Wayne, you still have Bartholomew, you still have weapons. It's just about capitalizing and getting them the ball. And listen, I feel like Pitt is doesn't want to be the team of old and losing the Tennessee game this season after they won it last year I'm hoping they'll bounce back and really figure out who they are as a team now the trap game I also think that it's very much prominent here is that Old Dominion and Virginia game I think that Old Dominion is on a high right now they beat Virginia Tech they beat another you know in-state neighbor and now after Virginia's play against Illinois which was less than stellar. I'm feeling like it could be another matchup where Old Dominion is feeling good about themselves and taking the the bait for both Virginia Tech and Virginia this season. Yeah, they're becoming one of those giant killers, Old Dominion. I mean, they've they've beaten they beat Virginia Tech a few years ago. They did it again a couple weeks ago. It's like that's a yeah. team you got to watch out for. I mean, I I'd yeah. like to think that. UVA being at home for this one like could be their saving grace but Candace this is another one like similar to that Western Michigan pit game I'm looking at Virginia as a pretty gigantic favorite here an eight and a half point favorite right now so it's like that that's another one it makes you sweat a little bit because uh, Old Dominion have already proven that they can be on a tear I mean what a what a storybook run it would be for them if they could knock off 
Virginia Tech and Virginia within a few weeks. So that's another massive trap game for sure. There's a lot of them this week. That's why yeah. as soon as you told me that, hey, you're coming on for Trap Thursdays. As soon as you told me that, I'm like, yes, giddy up, because there's a lot of those in the <laughs> ACC this week. Yeah, absolutely. And as someone who is experiencing a first-year head coach, you know, with Virginia and Tony Elliott, what are the things that you look for and evaluate with a first head coach assessment and looking at how he's sort of developing some of your key and core players? Oh, it's it's so difficult with a first-year head coach. And I like Tony Elliott a lot. I had a chance to speak with him uh, remotely at ACC media days. I couldn't be there in person, but I had a chance to speak with him remotely. And I, I think he's got, I think he's got the right attitude to, to kind of uh, to return that program to some form of prominence, but it, it's always a challenge the first year, because one of the things that I, I've been seeing it with Miami and I've seen it several times because I was around when, you know, when Mark Richt was a first year coach, I mean, Manny Diaz was a little bit different because he was on the staff before, but I was around it with Mark Richt. I was around it with Al Golden and you know, that one obviously didn't go so well. I was around it with Randy Shannon. I've been around way too long. I think is what I'm figuring <laughs> out here, but it's like, it, it's, I, I think it can be really difficult at times to, uh, to convince the whole, locker room and especially if you're you're changing systems and changing formations to get everyone bought in and now in this era especially of transfer portal being so prominent if a guy feels like maybe I don't fit your formation or I don't fit the way you run practice they may have kind of one eye you know looking in the other direction so I think just getting everybody bought in is difficult and also when you're talking about you know new systems and new techniques it's so limited the amount of time in college you're able to spend installing some of that stuff. So you really yeah. like you give out the playbooks and the instructions and you give assignments in like workouts the players do in their own time. And you've got to trust that they're doing that stuff, right? Because you yeah. only get so many hours per week with your players in person with all these NCAA regulations. So you, you've got you've got to trust that these guys are, are doing the right thing on their own time. So I think those are some of the big challenges. And also when new coaches come in, they want to recruit their time types of players and it really it yeah. takes a few years to turn a roster over right so yeah. you inherit players that may not fit what you're doing you really don't have your guys solidly in till about the third year yeah I 100% agree there that's that's very well said we got a couple more trap games to talk about here I didn't think that this would be a trap game <laughs> based on how the season started and it's turning out that this team this school is not exactly going the way I expected but coach Halfley the guys at Boston College and this main game as much as I want to say <laughs> That is going to be an easy win for Boston College. I don't know, Alex. I'm 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 upset because I was I'm all in on Halfley. I think he's a great coach, but this O line is making me making me nervous here. Yeah, and it's funny you bring up Boston College. I'm so glad you did because uh, I I co-host a weekly NFL show with a former Boston College player, Troy Stradford, who was actually on the field for the Hale Flutie play against Miami, nice. you know, like 30 years ago. And and yeah. so like every week I'm like, Troy, how are your Eagles doing? How how's Boston College doing? And He's just like changing the topic. Let's talk about something else. I don't want to talk about it. So, I mean, it's like, I, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I think this is one of those where you look at it and it's like style points are on the line for Boston College. Like you want to see them controlling the line of scrimmage and doing a better job blocking up front because I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Like, I don't think it's possible that Maine can actually win this game. Like, I don't think it's even possible. I hope I'm not jinxing them by saying that. AJ, if you're watching, I'm so, so sorry. I hope I'm not jinxing you. But I don't think it's possible for BC to lose. But I think they've got to actually, like, go out there and run, like, a, a scrimmage and win this game convincingly. 
Yeah, no, 100% agree with you. I think if anything, we just need to see some positivity from the offensive line, Phil Dracovic and Zay Flowers. There's got to be a reason why the man stayed. So show us with this yeah. this win and this dominant performance here, and then let's keep moving forward. Another trap game. I know it sounds crazy. We talked about them being the number one team here in our conference, but Clemson and Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech is not a scrub school. They absolutely have some of the dogs that are capable of being a helping them in the fight. And I think if Clemson doesn't figure out how to have a more sound and consistent offense, they could wind up having a longer day than expected. Yeah. It's one of those things where um, I wasn't even overly convinced uh, with Clemson against Georgia tech week one. And like, if you just looked at the scoreboard, you're like, Oh, what are you talking about? They won easily, but Really sloppy game overall, sloppy on the offensive side of the football, a little bit sloppy from DJ. It's like this is one of those things with Clemson that um, I, I still I have them number one in my ACC power rankings because I just think they're far and away the most talented team in the conference. But it's like if you're if you're weak in a few areas like quarterback and if you have mental lapses, you know, you can get upset. We saw it with Clemson last year. You drop a couple games just based on a few mistakes. But it's like two, three deep. They're they're better than anyone else in the ACC. So th th this is one. I, I I wasn't necessarily considering this one a trap game, but Louisiana Tech, they're one of those teams that always play the Power Five tough. I mean, I've I've seen yeah. them, you know, come down to Miami several times over the years, and oftentimes you kind of go in thinking this will be an easy one, and like okay, Louisiana Tech's hanging around. So you never know. This is one of those things where maybe Clemson drops a shocking upset. Yeah, a hundred percent. Final final two that I have as trap games. I think Purdue and Syracuse. I'm high on Syracuse right now. I think that Tino Babers is doing a great job. But you know, Purdue is one of those teams that when they feel like being the best in the country, they sure as hell will show it. But with Syracuse, I'm like, Garrett Schrader is not a fluke, right, guys? Like, this is legit. Right. He's going to go up against legit offense. He's going to go, I mean, go up against legit defense. And he's ready to go. And Sean Tucker's on this Heisman campaign, and we're ready to roll. And that defense is actually incredible. So we have nothing to worry about. Right, Alex? <laughs> well, I, I think that something you do have to worry about in this game is I'm expecting high scoring from both sides. I think Purdue averages in the 40s per game, and, and uh, I think Syracuse is like right around 38 39 points per game so far so I, I think this is one of those that could end up being a track meet and in a track meet anything can happen and yeah. Syracuse they're only given one point at home so it's like mm -hmm. you feel like if this game were on the road they'd probably be like a two-point underdog in this one so yeah I, I'm just expecting a I don't know if this is a trap game it's a track meet because I'm expecting like a hundred combined points from these teams yeah, absolutely. Final team I've got for you is Florida State and Louisville. The, the Friday Night Lights matchup. Louisville clearly loves Friday Night Lights. Can they pull out another win? They beat UCF. Can they beat Florida State? A Florida State team who everyone seems to be all of a sudden high on. Jordan Travis going to win the Heisman. Everyone's good. Like, Norvell's never going to get fired. We were all just joking the past couple of years. They're going to get 10 wins. And, like, I don't even know why I talk joke about the Seminoles. I should never. Like, that's, that's what I've read in my comments. But, you know, for you, as someone who, of course, has that crosstown rivalry there, Florida State, do you see some positives and do you feel like they're going to be able to handle Louisville easily? Yeah, I don't know if they'll handle them, but I definitely see some positives. Um, okay. You know, they really impressed me in that LSU game. And they already showed, like, they're heading into Louisville on Friday night, which is not an easy place to play under the lights. The crowd goes crazy. But 
even though it wasn't technically a road game, what Florida State did uh, in New Orleans was kind of a road game. When you're playing LSU in Louisiana, I mean, you can call it a neutral site all you want to. Uh, they dealt with it. I thought they looked really good in doing it. I mean, obviously, LSU shot themselves in the foot so many times on special teams. But Florida State really, really impressed me. Jordan Travis impressed me. And I think the fact that uh, what Florida State just had a week off because they played week zero and week one. So they mm-hmm. they caught up with a little bit of extra rest in week two, and that might help them there. So honestly, I, I think this is the type of game. And I, I like the quarterback matchup. And obviously – you know, you want to see uh, you want to see the offense uh, step it up a little bit more on the other side. But, um, you know, from the Louisville standpoint, that is. But I, I think Florida State to me looks like a pretty complete team right now. And I think they're going to go on the road and get a close win. You say nice things about Florida State. That's not always the case here for our shows. Just, I'm just really happy that we have a very nice <laughs> neutral host here on our Thursday. <laughs> Are there any other trap games that we may be missing or you feel like we should keep an eye on going into week three? Um, no, I, I could try to make, I mean, I don't know. I, I hope Georgia tech can be a trap for Ole Miss. I, I just, I don't know if that's going to be the case. I, I would, I would like to no. see that go the opposite way. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think, I don't think Liberty's going to be much of a trap game for wake forest. Maybe if they had to play it on the road, but I think at home wake forest should be fine. They'll probably win that game yeah. by three touchdowns. And yeah. listen, I'm, I'm not that high on, on Duke, even though they got a nice win last week, but, um, Alex, you know, I, I think Duke's you, good. Alex, you have not listened to the show. This is a Duke football fan account over here. So just so you know. <laughs> I am all in on Elko and the boys. I just, you know, just so we're all clear here, they're on the road yeah. to six. They're on the road to six wins. That's all we need. They're, they're, I have two bets with Maybe. Al, I, have, Maybe. I have a bet with Kenton and I have a bet with uh, Jersey Drake. They both believe that they won't win six games. So I got some money on the line with them. So just so you know, if, you, if you're trying to put in the pot six games from Duke, just so, you know, just throwing it out there. <laughs> I want to say they get five wins, but I think this is going to be one of them because I do not think okay. North Carolina A&T is going to challenge Duke at all. So I think no. I think this will be win number three. We'll three see if they can win more than – yeah, we'll see because I, I think it's all conference the rest of the way. I think it's going to be yeah. tough. Maybe they'll be able to beat Georgia Tech. That might be the fourth win. They'll sneak up on somebody else. I, I don't know. I, I don't see them yeah. winning more than five. <laughs> okay. Well, they also play Kansas after AT. So I'm thinking they're gonna start four. Oh, okay. Four and oh. But okay. Kansas is actually doing better a little bit this season than I expected. And I'm gonna need them to calm that down because I need to again have my four and no start and then just find two. Find two somewhere. I honestly think they could potentially be North Carolina the way North Carolina has played, but we also don't the know defense, if we're gonna get yeah. back. It's terrible. It's really terrible, Alex. It's 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 hard to watch. We got we have a week three. We're gonna get a bye. We're gonna you know rest up, and all the things are gonna be great for us when we do have to face the Miamis of the world. And we'll be fine. You know, so it'll be fine. I think. <laughs> well, and also oh, yeah. like um, my, my Miami has been like we hope it's different now, but they've been such yep. a Jekyll and Hyde team that it's like. Yep. I don't look at any conference game and say that's a guaranteed win. Like I have been tempted to try to do that with Georgia tech and Duke this year, but you never know. Like, you know, my three years ago, Miami lost to FIU who's only won like one game since in the last three years. Like it's crazy. And they (laughs) they've lost to Duke before. So you never know. They've lost to Georgia tech before. So you never know. (laughs) Anything can absolutely happen, but that's why we love trap Thursday. We love having you on the show. We, you know, we love you so much. We're definitely inviting you back, but can you please remind these folks of where they can find you, follow your work? 
Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, please uh, check us out uh, at Locked On Canes on Twitter, or of course at my personal at Alex Dono. And yeah, make sure you check out the show. The, the same places you find this awesome show, Locked On ACC, you can find Locked On Canes free on YouTube, Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And yeah, I hope you check out uh, our Thursday episode as well of Locked On Canes because we we got the crossover. We got the crossover with Texas A&M, so we're going to go inside that matchup, me and Joey Ikes from Locked on Aggies. So make sure you check all that out, guys. Can't wait to listen to that one, guys. Come back tomorrow, Freestyle Friday. Drizzy Drake will have all of your bets that you can prepare for. We have won you a lot of money so far this season. We're looking to win you a couple more for Candace Cooper and Alex Zano. Until next time.